The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844 430 Four three five seven. to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change before we get into this week's episode. Of course, always a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring this to you free in each and every week. Uh, first, thanks to Angelo's Pizza, who feeds all of you when you are at Mount Carmel and our live events. They also feed us here with the podcast. If you want to try anything other than their award-winning pizza, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thank you also to SmartMark Video, who is there recording all of our live events, no matter where they may be, so that you can go back and watch them or rewatch them if you were there live. For anything on DVD or a downloadable stream, head to SmartMarkVideo.com. And if you want to go even further back in some AIW archives, make sure you grab a subscription to Powerbomb TV. Use the code ABSOLUTE and you will get a 20-day free trial and Go back and just watch some a lot of fun old old AIW shows, along with some new ones on there as well. And finally, thanks to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. If they can do all of that for you and more. See what they have to offer. Head to jackprince.com. That's J-A-K-Prince.com. That's right. That voice that you heard is none other than AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. We may or may not be joined on this episode by uh, other people chiming in throughout. Pete's here. Pete's here. Yo. You're allowed to call him that because you've known him for over <laughs> I've just, I've just given up telling him not to. Yeah. Uh, this episode, there were some people who were a little confused by the hashtag Ask Dookie Anything episode and submitted some questions for John Thorne, and then some other people wanted some the topics covered that we've maybe never covered before, and that's what this episode is going to be dedicated to. Kind of a, a potpourri of sorts, I guess, if you will. Potpourri? What potpourri. is this? Jeopardy fucking section? Yeah. Or conic, cornucopia. Potent potables. Potent potent potables. An album A buffet? Cover. A buffet of sorts? Like Duke's Chinese buffet? I'll take the rapists for 400, Alex. 
Oh I knew God. I could. That's therapist. That's therapist. I knew I could go into. I knew I could go into SNL quotes with the Duke for Jeopardy. Well, he wanted to be his dream. That was, his, was dream. his dream. I know. That was his dream to be a an improvisational actor. I'll take the penis mightier. <laughs> That's the pen is mightier. The Duke. There was a. There's a SNL. Uh, sketch that the Duke would have been great for. Tom Hanks was in. It was called Black Jeopardy, and Tom yes. Hanks was. Just <laughs> it is actually a great sketch because Steve Guy. Not only is it funny, but it teaches us a lesson that we're all the same when we break it down. <laughs> That's what it taught us. I was, it was great. I just imagined you as being that the Tom Thanks. Hanks character. Thanks so much. Time. Well, <clears throat> I guess let's just lead off with uh, with this topic. There's a. A person people want to know about, a couple people people want to know about, and you've got the answers, John Thorne. Can you speak to the short run in AIW, the man known as Ultra Mantis Black? He's a very mysterious man. Yeah. Very, very mysterious man. Um, Ultra Mantis Black was a guy that uh, we wanted the book for years and years, and he's just like, he's a very hard guy to get a hold of, like. You know, he just like I said, he's a mysterious guy. He was he did just really just a lot of almost exclusive work with Chikara, so it was a very kind of hard thing to to coordinate. Plus, you know, he's in bands and he does all kinds of stuff. So um, he was like he was a very busy busy guy. And we finally, through you know uh, LFC or Joe Sposto and you know the people at Smartmark Video and all these different people. Um, he finally agreed to come in for our iPay-per-view, which was a Double Dare. I, yeah, it was the Double Dare iPay-per-view. Were you there for that, Duke? Was that yeah, it? that was the we. I was all over that thing because Nixon had like three, three oh, matches. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so he agreed to come in for that. We don't talk about that. Which um, initially, <laughs> initially, um, Ethan Page. This is when he first started experiencing trouble with the border and he was the absolute champ at the time um and the initial plan was he was going to do an open challenge uh because it we were having trouble advertising him because the border the the border was very the border is very very tricky tricky thing when it comes to people entering the country that like to to wrestle because they view it as you're taking jobs away from Americans. Yeah, we've covered that a few times. We've had quite the issue with people. Which is amazing to me. There's, there's so many actual issues and and things and that's what they focus on. It's the Canadian border. I, I guess what it really Yeah, go in, buddy. I mean, it's just weird. I guess I guess what it really boils down to is it just depends on the the border person or whatever, yeah. you know. So we had there had been a show. Um, I'm not. I, I believe it was Gleaming the Cube. Maybe, uh, maybe not. No, it wasn't Gleaming. The, I don't know what happened. But Dead there, Presidents. Oh no, that was after. There was a show where uh, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, and Silesia Sparks were. T- they were turned away. Maybe maybe it wasn't even for AW. Maybe it was just another show. I don't know. But they were turned away at the border. And there was a lot of there was a lot of heat kind of coming down uh, that they may not be able to enter the country again, which is eventually what happened to Sleazy Sparks, right? Which is a big fa- fear of these Canadian wrestlers or any wrestler entering the country is you know uh, if you get the wrong border agent, 
they're going to stamp your passport with a five years do not enter, you know, so you cannot come to America for five years no matter what. So anyway, uh, we wanted to do an open challenge with Ethan Page, and we were going to have uh, a surprise person come in and beat him for the belt, you know, right off the bat. Initially, this was supposed to be Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly was supposed to be the one that was going to be unannounced and uh, and beat Ethan Page for the for the title, which at the time we thought was going to be like a very kind of progressive and shocking thing. Sure. Um, something had something we had a falling out with Kimberly um, before this before this could happen. So we need a new person to take the, take the belt off of Ethan page. Um, we, we get Alter Mantis to agree to come in, but, uh, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna put the belt on him. We were just going to do a match, you know, cause he's very, like I said, he's very busy. He was a very hard person to get a hold of. So anyway, he gets there and Mike Burns was there and Mike Burns is saying, you got to make him the champion. You got to make him the champion. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'll do it, but I don't think he will, he will sure. do it. And uh, it's, it's Mike Burns was actually the one that totally facilitated Ultramanus Black becoming the a- AW Absolute Champion. He was the one that pulled him aside and um, you know uh, told him how big it would be because it was an eye pay per view. And at that time, you know, even then, eye pay per view was already kind of becoming like a dead a dead thing. You know, like the the, the sales were down and everything. So we thought okay this is going to be a good way to go back to our original plan and you know end it with something shocking yeah um like which like i said which the initial plan was going to be kimberly you know closing the eye pay-per-view winning the aw absolute championship uh when she falls out uh we we were just going to just have a match you know just ethan page against anybody it turns out to be ultraman is black we weren't going to make him the champion mike burns just the entire day is like, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. He's talking to Ultramanus Black. He's like, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. And he already knew, like, he couldn't even do the next show. <laughs> you know, like, he he was not available for, I believe it was Hell on Earth was next, and he couldn't even, he couldn't do it. Um, but uh, he, wa- he was able to do... Did three, didn't he? He, yeah, he was able to do Dead Presidents, I think. He did the December show, uh, so it was all right. We're gonna get it all. We're, we're gonna put him on. We're gonna put it on him, and then we're gonna take it right off of him because he didn't want to. Com- he didn't want to commit super long term to you know. Yeah, it worked though because it, for what I remember, it got a pretty good surprise reaction. Right, which was you know which was the plan that we were going for um, initially with the Kimberly plan. So, um, and then Ultramantis. So he did, uh, yeah. Like I said, I think he did four shows total. He did Double Dare, he did Dead Presidents, I believe, uh, where he loses the belt, and then he did uh, he did a Jaylit weekend after that. Um, I recently met with Ultramantis Black. Oh, what? It's a little private what? meeting. <laughs> we had a little private Wait, meeting. So Ultramantis Black, you have found again, but Mike Tolar, no I've, clue. <laughs> I have found maybe <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there. Are you thinking we're not thinking? maybe Mike Tolar is ultra? That's what black. I was thinking. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out. Hey, Hannah, they, they don't they don't keep you know. Come yeah. on, be Hannah tattoos. That's, That's right. right. 
He's not covered in Japanese calligraphy for real, yeah. which would be cool as shit, by the way, if he was. <laughs> Lord Tensai. I went to Denny's with Hakushi once. The, I, I'm going to add to what we talked about in the last one. I would get in the ring with him because I fucking love Hakushi. Hakushi? Oh, I love Hakushi. Hakushi. Yeah. Do you want me to email him? Would you sure. Would you pay for to bring him over instead of... He's probably no, cheaper I'm than Hogan. I'm not paying for anything. He's cheaper Stop than Hogan. I'm trying to get your hands in my deep pockets. He's probably cheaper than Hogan. That's all I'm saying. Well, Oh, gee, you think? Of course he is. He's I mean, got a date coming up he needs to spend money on. He's the president of Michinoku Pro right now, so I mean, he's he's probably doing pretty well. well probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've recently met with Ultramantis Black. All I can say is negotiations are ongoing. There's nothing. <laughs> you can either confirm nor deny anything. There's there's nothing set. There's been uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of talk. He is a big fan of the weird world. As shocking as this may be. Well, that's the other way around too, right? Yeah, Weird Body has an Ultramanist black tattoo, um, but he is a big fan of the weird world so much so that he purchases their merch. Uh, you know, when they when uh, Worldwide was trying to sell all of his belongings to fix his car and things like that. Ultraman is Black purchased quite a bit of Weird World merchandise. He's a big fan of them. Uh, so uh, negotiations are ongoing. You can almost wow. say the Weird World have reopened that door. Not that there was ever a falling out with Ultramantis Black at all. Um, he just, uh, you know, he's a, he's a mysterious guy. <laughs> he really is. But I was able to refi- to refine them, to refine them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just reliving. We're, we're watching Survivor Series where, 88. Where are you well, sitting here, dude? My friend, what you saw Jumpa Jim Brazil throw his shirt into the crowd, my <laughs> friend caught it and was waving it over his head. We were fifth We were fifth row floor seats for Survivor Series 88. And uh, yeah. He, where, where is this? At Richfield. It is Richfield, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. He took it off and threw it in the crowd, and the dude was waving over his head. That was I was like in the next seat over, so... Does I, was he still just, have, I was just marking out. Does he still have the shirt? I don't know if he put it on that night. I'm not sure if he still... We played football that morning, and he got hit in the eye, and he had a totally swollen shut eye. At He was wearing sunglasses. I don't know if he was wearing... Uh, if um, he still has it, but he was. I don't know why I asked where this was, but four-year-old Steve Guy is also at this show, but in the upper level. Yeah, we're fifth fifth row heel side on the floor. I, I was probably not here. I would say that. <laughs> I went to some house shows. And it was badass because it was actually on Thanksgiving, which was what made it awesome, not this bullshit they do now. But anyway, back to Ultraman's Black. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I've been been trying to get him back at AIW for years and years and years. Uh, And, uh, you know, there was like, uh, there was a time where his body was, you know, he kind of wanted to retire. He only wanted to work for Chikara. Now I think he's entertaining the idea of getting out and traveling again. Uh, he's popping up on shows here and there on the East Coast. Uh, but I did recently have a face-to-face meeting with him um, to try to uh, get him back to AIW once again. And nothing has been worked out. It's just kind of laying the groundwork or the foundation to say, hey, we we would love to have you back. All right. Well... Speaking of other mysterious people, uh, not Mike Tolar. Uh, this one, not much of a mystery per se, but according to fans, it is. Uh, where's Steve Payne? Before you answer that question, I can verify, in fact, that Mike Tolar is not Steve Payne. That okay. much I can verify. Now we know. Yeah, that we know. All right. Uh, Steve, Still don't know where Mike Tolar is. If you Steve, have Mike Tolar's whereabouts, let us Steve know. Steve Payne is in California. Okay. 
What's the easy answer? <laughs> he's at the House of Pain he's training a, people. He's uh, probably the... Spinner Boy and Finn Boy, hot prospect. There you go. I hate that you guys always put over the Spinner Boy guy. <laughs> all, you st- all you students have... Josh Bishop, all you st- wants, Josh Bishop wants them back to Future Cup next People can't hear you. You don't even have a microphone. It's a I podcast. He's, he's loud enough. <laughs> it's a podcast. They can hear me. He's loud enough. He just yells. It's Vancouver uh, Grizzlies hat. I like that. Uh... Steve Payne is in, you know, there's, where do I even begin with Steve Payne? Uh, well, one is in my uh, nervousness of running the company all alone and trying to become, be more fiscally responsible. I would encourage that. Um, yeah, says my tax guy here. Uh, that he doesn't know that is my tax guy officially for the whole company. Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to that. Um, it's just a big expense, first and foremost. Uh, he flies out of this little airport in California. It's very expensive. Um, on top of that, Steve Payne, here's a shocker, also very expensive performance fee. Um, he is good, but I don't necessarily know that people are going to come or not come based on that expense. And that is no uh, offense to Steve Payne. It's just reality. And you know, I can't be I can't be doing a six seven hundred dollar flight. You know, once a month, plus paying this guy to wrestle. I don't know that he's bringing in you know a different you know a, a different fan. Base. If you're spending up to a grand, there's probably a, a better value you can get for your money. Well, that's what I'm saying. This and is on top of there was a lot of. Just other things with Steve Payne, like, you know, the the missing the flight and having to buy a flight day of just to get him there. And, um, you know, the, uh, you know, can, can you Western Union me some money? My rent is due. I'll make it up to you. Like, and then he gets to the show. Hey, I forgot my wallet. Uh, can you get me some lunch? You know, just stuff like that that just adds up and adds up and adds up. Just tell him to go walk with the Laredo kid, and he'll end up with a hot and ready. <laughs> hey, man, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, so uh, while he is an extremely talented guy, it just boils down to uh, I don't want to close this company just yet. I want to try to get it more on a financial uh you know, stability track. Um, to go along with that, there's something you said there. It's a, it's a very it's a technical question, and from the promotion standpoint, you talked about not knowing if people would come or would not come. Is there a way for you to find out even vaguely if somebody like a regular roster member is more of a draw than others? Mm, I mean. <sighs> Yes. I would imagine that's hard. Yes and no. Some guys, you know, there's always you're you're getting like a bump, you know, like a Colt Cabana, you always get extra people or you know. But other guys, while maybe they aren't necessarily a draw, they uh they make up for that in talent and they are nowhere near the expense as it is to bring in a Steve guy uh Steve Payne. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's like uh it's it's like a a really complicated science project that makes absolutely no sense anywhere other than in my brain. As most things do. Or in any probably wrestling promoter's brain. You know, there's yeah. there's guys that you need there that uh, that are they can they can do different roles 
and they're not gonna, you know, you're you're not gonna go poor with them there. And there's guys that you do bring in to try to uh, get whether it's extra attention or try to draw more people in or you know like we're doing a lot more meet and greets those obviously i i really think work and they really help bring in extra money stuff like that here's a here's a follow up question we'll go rapid fire for you all right have you ever guessed like you said you don't it's yes or no you're not really sure it's kind of a a, a guessment as to as to uh if they're going to you know make money or, or draw whatever have you ever guessed on someone and been completely wrong um yeah, I mean, there's uh, well, not be completely wrong, but there's been things that we have booked, and I go, "Oh man, this is gonna be setting the world on fire," you know. And it's just business as usual, you know. Like I really thought the Jody Fleisch. Well, that's what I mean. If you guess and you go, either it's gonna make the money back, or it's gonna be a huge thing, and it just for whatever reason doesn't work. Uh, that situation kind of happens. A lot of that experimenting happens at Jaylet. Like you think, um, like I had a very sneaking suspicion that Doug Gilbert was not going to work. However, Chandler Biggins really sold me on the fact that Doug Gilbert was going to work and I got on board with it, you know, and it did not work. (laughs) I mean, I could have told you that. Actually, (laughs) actually there were people that did specifically travel out for Doug Gilbert, but, uh, and you can't really blame Doug Gilbert because that was like, that was the Cavs going to the finals. LeBron's first year back. Right. Uh, so that definitely contributed to it uh, not working. But we do a lot of that experimenting uh, typically at Jaylet, you know, and some of it works, some of it doesn't work. Like uh, Billy Gunn worked to an extent, but I thought it would be a lot bigger than it was. Um, I did too, but he was he was a cool dude and he... He was great, but like, you know... Vaping in the basement. Sometimes, you know, when you... When you look at these fees and you go, yeah, you know, that's that's a fair fee. And then but you expect it to just be way bigger um, as a, like a turnout sort of yeah. thing, you know, on the flip side of that. Have you ever, you know, kind of like what we talked about? Have you ever cut someone and be like, ah, I, I think this will be OK. This isn't really going to make a difference. And it, it caught you off guard that so many people were like, bring this guy back, and then were upset about it? Mm, no, not really. Because like, even if people get upset about it, they usually don't stop coming. They still come. You know? Um, there's, you know, a, no matter who it is, everybody want. <coughs> there's somebody that wants that person back again. You yeah. Know? <coughs> so I don't really worry about that, you know, unless it was like a massive, like, oh, my God, like all of us are never, ever coming again, which right. I don't think would ever happen. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there's not a lot of, like, specific that I could go, like, fuck, man, I thought that that was going to be way, way, way bigger, and it wasn't. Like, there were times, like, and, you know, when we were really experimenting years ago, you know, like, uh, with, like, the hot indie guys, <laughs> I we thought that it would lead to much bigger things than it than it actually did but again you know when you go back and watch some of those shows on powermom.tv like you know the stuff that was around those those matches was was not very good you know like the rest of the show so um that probably had a lot more to do with it than than anything else but it's always like a different thought process and evolving kind of situation i guess
Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Thrift Store Jobber. He loaded the rocket fuel, he ate the elephants, he crapped out the dinosaurs, and then he found this shirt straight out of 1996. That's right, it's the ultimate warrior. Rainbow print, all over print, extra large for you people that cannot eat your cookies. You must smell your cookies so that you can be the biggest, the strongest, and use promo code worldwide to get 10% off your order or any order from at thrift store jobber on instagram and other places best left unknown Um, this question was submitted. Uh, somebody got confused, thought maybe we were going to do an AMA with you and the Duke. But it rolls into the end of what we talked about and who the Duke would want to face. He wanted to face you. I assume the feeling probably not very mutual, or at least not for the same reasons. But uh, past or present, AIW or anywhere on the Indies, who do you want to face? Or would you want to? Nobody. Is there anybody that you would be like, all right, I'll come out for this? No, because I actually hate wrestling and performing uh, as a whole. <laughs> like, I hated it. What if it was on a barge? Yeah. If it was on a barge with you with, like... No, I'm not saying me. If it was on a barge... I think that's the point. That if it was on a barge, or... he would. it would be anybody, I think, yeah, is what he's saying. trying to figure out. Uh, I mean, me on the barge, or is it anybody on the barge? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I've always really not been a super big fan of performing at, at all. Um, or, or, like, thought... Uh, thought highly enough of myself to be like, yeah, man, I want to fucking get in there with that guy, you know, and like test yeah. it out, you know, like, <laughs> like that was never my, my, my thought process was always, I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to do this because I don't have to pay myself. And, uh, I think maybe some people will want to come see something like it, you know, yeah. like something really me do something really stupid. Uh, and it's not going to cost us any more money. Right. So that's, that was always my kind of thought process as far as being a, a wrestler. I was very realistic about like well, I'm not I'm not really that good at this. How about this scenario? Because I mean, those are pretty much our big topics. We can do some rapid fire. I know bartender Nick Sanka sitting here still, again, and he's got way too many questions. He he's a big fan. Ask. But uh, if you. Would Grado get you out of retirement, either a match against or as a tag team partner? Grado? Yeah. No, absolutely no? not. You wouldn't team with Grado. No, because I would, I would talk about two styles that don't mesh at all. I know, Come but on. I just think it would be hilarious. I would, to watch. He would be lost. John, Thor would be John Thorne and Grado versus the Duke and somebody. No, I would feel so uncomfortable in that situation. Like, <laughs> I hate, like, uh, see, so that's uh, as shocking as this may sound, that's what I hate the most about performing is like, everybody looking at me and like too many people uh, could be watching that match well it's just like it's just such a such a weird feeling when like there's just all these people looking at you like i i hate it and like <laughs> to be in something with grado to where it's like all like comedy and interacting and like i i would hate that i hate uh, that's why aiw has always had like uh, a fictitious like owner or commissioner or any because I don't right. want I don't want to go out there and talk on the microphone I don't want to do it I don't want to I don't want to do any of that 
Uh, so Grado would definitely not be the guy. Like, would it be cool to like wrestle somebody like Terry Funk? Yeah, I'd probably, I'd no, probably do it that. Would not, it would not be cool. <laughs> not at all. I was wondering why he it wasn't would, on would, your list of people you would, want to have a match with. Oh, I've, I've already experienced way more than Terry Funk than I ever thought I would in my life, and I'm good. <laughs> I'm I think, good that. I think that uh, I would, I would probably be able to have something passable or good with Ethan Page. Eddie Kingston, and you know, as much as I hate to say it, the Duke probably, uh, because I would feel comfortable with those people. I wouldn't care if I punched the Duke in the face that much, um, and uh, you know, he's gonna pay for the barge for us to wrestle on, and uh, the pyrotechnics to go off for the exploding ring. How about uh, I wouldn't pay for a pool noodle. A pool noodle. I would not pay for that, let alone a barge. Oh, maybe we could do it in my uh, my parents' backyard in the pool. You know, on July fourth, July third, yeah, July third. All right, we need to get a Kickstarter going for this barge because the Duke's not going to throw down his triple threat match. Uh, folks, start the Kickstarter right now. We need a barge. We need pyrotechnic. That's what that's what wrestler GoFundMe isn't that isn't that what we're supposed to do when we or Kickstarter and GoFundMe it's the same thing. Yeah. When you want to do something and you can't pay yep. for it yourself, we need those people pay for it. Isn't that how it works? Right nowadays. I'm not talking about wrestling. I'm talking about just in general. That's how it works, right? On the barge is going to be the Duke versus John Thorne versus Terry Funk. Oh. You'd do that, right? threw another variable in there I wasn't ready for, Steve. <laughs> but you would do it. You'd be ready. You'd do Crossing that. up the variables here. I don't know. You'd do that, wouldn't you? What about, what about uh, it, it's me and the Duke. As and, a team? And Eddie Kingston against Terry Funk and the Headhunters. I would oh, do that. Yeah. I would I do would. that. What about the funk? Take my money now. I don't want to fuck. I don't I don't give a fuck about wrestling Dory Funk, dude. He still goes. Motherfucker's 90 years old. He's he still just going. doesn't Duke just doesn't want to be I'm in a the, the headhunters. I'm, no, a, God, I'm no. a Terry I'm a Terry Funk guy. I'm not a Dory guy. Oh, the headhunters yeah. will fight for cigarettes. Headhunter too, man. He still hit me up for that singles run, dude. <laughs> if somebody He got my he got my phone number again recently. <laughs> if somebody throws down a GoFundMe. With enough money for the barge, would you book Headhunter Two to win the AIW Absolute Title? No, on the barge. I just I, is that was why I they started that. the GoFundMe. The Headhunters <laughs> when they booked them, whatever fucking show that was, I don't even remember. Double Dare, was, Double Dare. <laughs> the Traxler hits their music, and it's playing for like two minutes. Yeah. You're freaking out. I'm sitting next to Traxler in the back. I go, I'm like, fine. I go get him. I run downstairs, and they're one of them sitting there. Taping his wrist, you know, in big circles. I go, the other one's like putting his boot, finish the tiny. We're on stuff. their time, bro. And I'm like, guys, your music's playing. You got to go up. They're like, okay. One guy stands up, and I'm thinking he's coming out. Walks to the bathroom <laughs> to use the bathroom, and I just, I just gave up. I went upstairs. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. They'll this, come out eventually. This podcast has led into what the people really wanted, which is more headhunter talk. Yeah. Uh, and then it takes them five <laughs> minutes to get up the stairs. Another reason why, as we discussed. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you know, we have we have some some hot water going on at Mount Carmel. Uh, another adding factor to that was the headhunters who refused to go outside, smoking smoke. in the basement. They were just smoking in the school, not vaping. Well, they they <laughs> like, can only go up. They can only go up those stairs so many times. I lo- just I mean, a, let's be honest. They were just. Sm- hey, uh, job. We got have a problem, brother. Guys? Those curvy boots get stuck on one of those stairs. You know. They go right on their face. A problem. Yeah, those they, curvy boots are tricky, Dominic. They Dominic, were uh, Dominic Garini. <laughs> Dominic Garini. Uh, he loves yelling without a microphone. Heads, he's doing a headhunter's impersonation. 
I can't. I didn't hear anything you said. I'm wearing that phone. He's not picking it up. He's taking the weird body approach. He said. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that is another contributing factor to the uh, trouble with Mount Carmel is they were just firing up some camels right there in the right in the school, yeah. just not caring. Thanks for the thanks for those of you who followed direction and showed up after 5 p.m. at Hell on Earth. Uh, make sure you do so for uh, every show, our next show, and every show after. Uh, and do not go into uh, the gym class for third graders and. Say you're here for the show tonight. Say you're here for the show. And then sleep in a windowless white van in the parking lot. Don't with, do that either. Stocked with cameras. <laughs> what if the headhunters had been the people to go into the gym asking for the show? We would be out of business, man. That would be it. We would have no we venue. saw that on the news at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, they would have been Someone going to. With, they would have been going to. Curvy boots show up to local elementary school. They would have been going to the jail for the second time that weekend. <laughs> hey, uh, John, we got a problem, man. We got uh, a problem, brother. To their credit, though, you got to give them credit for getting there. I mean, well, they're professionals. Yeah, as noted. I honestly, there are indie wrestlers that live five hours away that can't, they can't figure out a way to make it to the show. These fucking guys went to jail, missed well, their just flights. One just one, one of them, right? Yeah, but still, missed their flights, rebooked on their own, and got there by showtime. They live in Houston. They, they felt they earned that cigarette <laughs> for all that stuff they had to go through. I mean, that's a lot. That's a you know that's that's a thing you know what I mean like uh, that's a fun. thing all right yeah good you know good on them I just you know I just haven't brought a, I just it was a lot to deal with I would love to bring well, them think back about what I mean they were you brought them in as a you know as an attraction there, there's really nothing you can do with them I mean they they want a title run <laughs> everybody <laughs> hey, man, does I'll I'll never forget man I probably told this story on the Headhunters podcast but yes you know Headhunter two pulls me aside he goes hey. Who's the world champion? I said, oh, he's not here. He goes, oh, I would like to set up a storyline with him tonight, you know, so I can be your world champion. And I was like, oh, man, he's not here. And I'm thinking, lost, fake fucking lost God. story is potentially, because I've never heard Headhunter 2 speak, Yeah, a fantastic impression of Headhunter 2 right there by John Thorne. No, it's, no, it's pretty accurate. Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Headhunter 2 versus Ultra Mantis Black. That? So Book it. Oh, here we go. That is like one of his... We booked the head, so we do all these things to try uh, to, you know, bring it full circle to the beginning. A lot of these in the Doug Gilbert thing as well. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is booked as Ultramantis bait that he does not take. So <laughs> Doug Gilbert was booked strictly so he would be Nightmare Freddy on day two, right? And the plan was to do Nightmare Freddy versus Ultramantis Black because Ultramantis Black is a huge fan of Wing, the defunct Japanese promotion. Uh, so that was booked as as Ultramantis bait. Um, Colonel Robert Parker was booked as Ultramantis bait because he is also a huge Continental uh, fan. Uh, he did not take the bait. The Headhunters were booked as Ultramantis bait, uh, and he did not take that either. Um well, the Weird World was just recently booked on a show as Ultramantis bait. No, they're all... They're, they're Didn't never, say that either. They're never booked. They, Dom, Dominic was trying to talk finally on the microphone, and you ignored him. He wanted to say the same thing? Look, at now he's mad. Now he's mad. He's very emotional. And say what you had to say. Say what Raging. you had to say. I was going to say, I was gonna say the same thing Steve said about uh, the Headhunters couldn't get him there, and Doug Gilbert couldn't get him there, but the Weird World could possibly get him there, you think? It, uh, I mean, it, it's it's possible, but all like 
now that you know we're talking and we're talking about all these topics, it came to me that all those all those things were really booked as Ultramance's bait. And he did, you know, he did not take him. We were going to book him to wrestle the Headhunters. We we're going to book him to wrestle Nightmare Freddy. We we're going to do all these. Why things. are you trying so hard? Because Alter Mantis is, you know, now that is a guy that moves that that moves the. You meter. know what? You know what would get him? Match on a barge. He would do that. I bet you he'd do that. I will wrestle Alter Mantis on a barge. You will wrestle so, Alter Mantis on the barge. Quick question: okay. As we reference, we're watching 1988 Survivor Series while we do this. How close is 1988 Paul Roma? To 2017, Paul Rome looks exactly the same. Exactly. Uh, actually, can I? Uh, 2017, Paul Roma also looks like 1998, Ken Shamrock. Like almost to a freaking team. Fair enough. Yeah, because you saw him recently. Yes, right? very recently. And I, I very much thought I might have been Ken Shamrock. His own no. Person, yes. But yeah. Yes. No. Paul Roma barely aged. Jacked. Still pricey though. Still pricey. Still pricey. Unless, unless you book them students, and then he comes down quite a bit. Yeah. Well. Paul Roma's know. got students. Yeah, that was the deal. I didn't know that. He's got, about, the, he's got the most marketable man, marketable man in wrestling, Richard Holiday. I don't know who that is. Exactly. No okay. one does. <laughs> I don't either. Apparently he's not that marketable. <laughs> I think that was sarcasm. Oh, smell no, that? No, 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 sarcasm. No, no. That's, that's, that's his legit nickname. No, I think you saying it was sarcasm. No, no, no. That's his oh, nickname. Oh, that whole thing is his name? Yes. Okay. Wow. Quite the moniker. To work on his marketing skills, then yep. if he's going to roll with that name, he's yep. going to have to start doing something about that. Yeah, well, I think that pretty much we wind it down then. So, if you would like to see Ultramance's Black back in AIW, it turns out also that your GoFundMe campaign would also get John Thorne wrestling again in AIW against Ultramance's Black. Um, but you really got to aim high and get us on a barge, right? I think that should be like a- I think that should be like a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, the, you know, you, that's you, the only way you could see the match. Yeah, too. It's exactly. If you, if you donate to our Patreon page, yeah, you could add you to have the a Patreon page. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, you could add to the whole four dollars a month that it brings in. <laughs> what is that? What, what, I don't even know what that is. What is? Yeah, people just give you money for projects, and then you're supposed to give them stuff back for it. It's uh, similar to the other. So things. it's like GoFundMe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it's like an ongoing monthly thing instead. It's like a support thing instead of like a. Yeah, like you pay oh, for like, like recurring. Yeah, yeah, it's recurring? like a subscription, oh, so to give speak. You five bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. okay. Just because yeah. we like what you do, stuff like that. I got you. Yeah. All right. Last question uh, that was asked, and and then we'll we'll wrap this, this one an, up. But an, another mistaken email question. Yeah, this was another mistaken email. Uh, why do you think AIW has stood the test of time as compared to other Cleveland wrestling promotions? Well, Duke, I'll, I'll let you field this one first, since we put your company out of the business first. <laughs> <laughs> See what you didn't what you didn't hear right there, off microphone is making sure we ask this question because apparently that whole thing was just a setup for Thorne to say that. <laughs> so, congratulations on getting that out. By the way, good move. Um, Remember that time you bitched out against Thorne? Yeah, fucking still. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm the one saying I'll wrestle him this year, and he's like, "Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be in a floating metal structure for me to do it." Hey man, um, I got my terms. Yeah, whatever, man. No terms. Um, I don't know. I guess because, but if see, you can't make that statement because if you ask the people that are in those other companies. They'll tell you they've been around for twenty years and they're doing it for the fans and they're you know successful at 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 O'Leary's Tools or whatever wherever they run shows in the parking lot. So I mean you know it, okay, it's all perspective I guess. I mean um, obviously they're the most successful. 
But if you know, those people would probably say we're great because we've been around forever too. Uh, I think that uh, it's stood the test of time because I'm an idiot, honestly, and I I won't let it, like I'm I won't let it fail. I'm too uh, I I have too much of I don't know pride or whatever you want to call it to let it fail. And you know, like I I'm a I'm a fan of wrestling i'm a fan of independent wrestling so i try to you know i i i think that shines through with aiw i think people uh you know we're not like you know these like this big giant like corporation or something you know like yeah i think people see it as you know if i was a fan of wrestling this is how i would try to do it and that's that's kind of what we try that's kind of what we always tried to aim to do what even though it didn't always necessarily work out that way that was always kind of the plan was to always kind of be like wrestling like by fans for fans and uh you know it just sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know but like uh ultimately i think it's because i also you know I, i i care way way too much about really dumb things and a lot of you guys that are now uh tasked with uh having to hear all of my ocd ideas in uh different things i think you you guys probably can comment to that a little more but it's constant constant messaging what do you guys think of this what do you think of this? it's like the brain doesn't stop uh for it, you pretty and, much you know before that would just be me and biggins going back and forth yeah till you know all hours of the night or you know when i was sleeping he was thinking of ideas and when i would wake up i would uh you know go through his ideas and then uh you know it was just a never-ending thing of you know like i never want to get to like that that like feeling of just being complacent and just being like hey man you know this is this is what i do i don't care uh you know like i'm just doing this and now, you know, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do this and I have this hobby and I have this thing to do. And, you know, this is it. You know, I like this is my whole world other than go having a real job. So uh, I really think that that's uh, that probably contributes to it quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, my my brain just never fucking stops. That is probably, I don't know, not a healthy thing sometimes. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of AIW's The Carter is Going to Change. Hopefully you enjoyed it, had a great time with it. Uh, on behalf of AIW owner John Thorne, the Duke, uh, Dominic Greeny, my name is Steve Guy. Still off mic. Why don't you yell one last time, Dom? Come on. Let's hear it. Bye, everybody. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.